You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. That is so amazing to, to get to meet together with everyone and I've got just, uh, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about how this series came to be. Um, so I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable, but I'm not going to be completely vulnerable with you, okay? Just letting you know that up front. So here, here we're starting a brand new series, and as you can see on the screens, the series is called Overwhelmed, Finding Rest in the Busyness of Life. And this series is going to be something very special, and I think we're really going to be able to, to see some practical ways that we can, we can really start living in the rest that Jesus has for us. Because if we're going to be honest, then we have to admit that life is busy. And that there are certain seasons that are busier than others, and that seems a lot of times to cause some, some panic. It seems to overwhelm us. And it seems to make us just never really know what's next. We're always looking for the end, but we never see it because we're just overwhelmed with the business of life. So how this series came about is we were, we were talking through, hey, what should this next series really look like and what should it be about? So I asked a few people and the, the idea of being so busy in these last three months of the year, continued to pop up. And we're, we just feel overwhelmed. The holidays are coming. There's, there's school breaks that are coming up for kids. There's, there's still everything that's normal in life, like going to work, getting groceries. But then you add on top of that uh, Halloween and picking out costumes and getting candy and getting ready for trick-or-treating if you participate in that. And then Thanksgiving comes up and it's just more stuff you have to buy and more food that you get to eat. And it's just a, a lot of stuff. And then Christmas is the very next month and there's gifts that people buy. There's decorations that people buy. There's decorations that people put up. And I try to put up the least amount possible of decorations because I'm just not a fan of that. I told you last year, I'm not a huge fan of decorations, not because I'm against it, because I'm, I'm kind of lazy and I don't like to put them up. But this just continues to happen and it really starts around October and it lasts through the end of the year because so much is happening in our culture. We have holidays back to back to back. School decided once I graduated that they wanted to add more breaks for kids. So now parents have to figure out how they're going to watch their kids and they have to go to work, but their kids don't have school and man, they have to find babysitters and nobody really wants to babysit because kids are horrible. And there's just a lot of stuff that overwhelms us. And then we have a lot of other stuff on top of that that just happens in life. People get sick. People die relationships end. People are hurting physically, emotionally, spiritually. And it just seems like everything is crashing down. And we get overwhelmed in this life. And, and what I want us to do this morning is I want us to, to look at what we're going to call the busyness trap 
and how people get trapped in this, this life of, of busyness. And then I want us to see how we can really maybe begin to live on the other side of that. To live in true rest in Jesus. And then as we continue on in this series, it will continue to build and we'll, we'll see even more practical ways that we can truly live life not overwhelmed by busyness, but focused on the business of Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. It's not about all this stuff. I taught private school for a couple years, and I know that's scary to some of you that I was ever in a classroom teaching kids, but one time I wrote on the board, and I was reminded of this, and this was a long time ago. This was probably 12, 13 years ago, and I was reminded of this by one of the students that was in that classroom a long time ago. Just about a month ago, she reminded me of this. And I wrote on the board, what is stuff? What is stuff? And I made these middle school kids try to, try to answer the question of what is stuff? What is it? And man, some of the answers that you get in middle school, is, it's amazing. There's stuff that you would never imagine that stuff can be. But if we're honest today, we put so much emphasis on stuff that has no eternal value and we never truly focus on the things of God. And it's because we get trapped in busyness. We get in this busyness trap and then our life is just overwhelmed with stuff. And a lot of times this stuff has no value for the kingdom. And I'm not saying it's bad to do stuff. I'm saying what happens is we get trapped in the busyness of life and we lose sight of what really matters. And because we get in this busyness trap, we begin to live life in a way that isn't necessarily honoring God because we're not following Him the way that He really wants us to follow Him because we don't have the capacity to do so. We're so overwhelmed with all the stuff that we have going on that we're, we have no bandwidth left to follow after Jesus very intimately or to do what He's called us to do. And my prayer through this series, and I always try to let you guys know what my prayer is through this series, and what it is, is that we can realize if we're in this trap of busyness, and then we can start to take steps to, to move out of that trap and to begin to find rest in Jesus. Because there's no true rest found outside of Jesus. There's no true rest found outside of Jesus. You can go home and take a nap, and I love nap. I'm doing that today. I'm going to take a nap today because I do that every Sunday. But guess what? When I wake up, I may be rested a little bit physically. But emotionally and spiritually, that nap didn't give me any rest. True rest is only found in Jesus. And that's what I want us to see throughout this series. And this morning, we're going to be in the book of Luke. We'll be in chapter 10. And as you can see, we have a trap up here on stage. And I'm just going to tell you a little story about this trap and why I even have one. And I had an armadillo problem at one point in my backyard. And this thing was tearing my backyard to pieces. And I was not happy about it. 
So I went out and got a trap. And we set the trap up, and I was pretty excited. Because here's the deal about traps. A trap never looks like a trap to the person or thing that's trying to be trapped. So for instance, a mouse trap doesn't look like a trap to a mouse. A rodent trap doesn't look like a trap to a rodent. And the trap of busyness doesn't look like a trap to the busy person. So we set this trap up, and no research, so that was my first mistake, but we set this trap up, and we put it out in the yard just in the open. We had no clue where this thing was or where he was going or coming from or, or whatever. He was just messing up my backyard a lot, and I didn't like it. And I wanted him to be trapped, and then I really wanted to kill him. Again, transparency. So we set this thing up. I go to work. I get a text from Ashley, and it's a picture. And I'm like, okay. I don't know what she's sending me because she never texts me while I'm at work. And I open it up, and this is a trap with something in it. And I'm like, thank you. And then I, I look, and it's like the most beautiful possum ever in this trap. And I didn't want to catch a possum, right? That's not what I was trying to catch. And then she's kind of like, hey, what do I need to do with this? And I tell her to let it out. She's like, that's not a good idea. Every time I get close, it doesn't like it. I don't really think I need to let it out. Say, well, leave it there. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm at work. When I get home, I'll do something with it, which I probably wouldn't have. So I'm glad that she got the strength to let it go. She let it go. And then, so we, I started to do some research to catch this armadillo. Right? And I never caught it. I did, I did figure out where it was coming from. So there was a gazebo in the backyard, and this thing was actually staying underneath the gazebo. I figured out where it was coming out, so I put this trap right there, and he would move the trap somehow and still get in my yard and mess it up. I couldn't catch it. And then one day, I saw him in my backyard. And I, I've already done a lot of research. I know these things aren't very nice, and they, they like jump up in the air, and I'm thinking, well, we're about to have a fight, right? So I grab a shovel, and I'm going out to kill this thing with a shovel. So I get out there, and he's just right at my feet, and, man, I'm, my heart's beating really fast. It's like, a, it's like a movie scene. It's just like where their music's just getting louder and louder. That's how this is. And it's happening, and he's right here at my feet, and I have the shovel, and I'm like, I'm about to, I'm about to get this thing. I say a little popcorn prayer because I don't want to get hurt, and I'm really scared. I don't know if I mentioned that. I, I don't really like the, the thrills of life like some people. That's just not who I am. I'm just a more calm person. I like to stay in my house and watch the Braves or watch the Bulldogs play. And that's really all I care about in life. I don't really want to go on roller coasters or go flying in an airplane or anything like that. I don't want to jump out of one for sure. That's just not who I am. So this was scary for me. So I get this shovel and I'm ready to go. And I'm like, I'm about to be the man of the house. Like I'm about to be the man. So I end up hitting this thing with the shovel as hard as I can. And I don't know if you know anything about these little creatures, but the shell wasn't hard like I thought it was going to be. It was just like leather. So it's like I'm hitting this huge ball of, of leather. This thing flops over after I hit it, and then he runs right back underneath 
the gazebo and I'm running into the back door of the house. Like, I don't know what just happened. We just had a battle and I'm not sure who won, right? I hit him, don't know if it hurt him. It flipped him over, but then he just flipped back over and ran back underneath the gazebo and I'm thinking, what is going on? How do you get this thing out of my yard? But I'm happy to say that I never saw him again after that day. So I won the battle. Now he may have went back under there and died, and that's cool because I don't live there anymore. So whatever happens underneath that gazebo is someone else's problem, it's not mine. But here's, here's the deal. These traps, they work. They're designed to catch things that don't realize they're being trapped. And the busyness trap works the same way. It catches people, it traps people that don't even realize that they're about to be trapped. And we see that in Scripture, and this is a very popular passage in in Luke chapter 10. But what I want us to do is I want us to, to look at this, and I want us to see how we can really relate to this story, how we can get trapped in busyness, and then what Jesus does in response And then how we can take at least one little tiny step out of this life of busyness into a life of rest in Jesus. So we're going to start in verse 38 of Luke chapter 10. It says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve all along? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Let's pray. God, I pray that you speak this morning, that you change hearts. We're trusting you to do what only you can do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, what kind of person can be trapped? So some of us think that we're pretty good with with organization, we're pretty good with not letting stuff really build up, and we kind of just check off one thing at a time, and maybe you think that you can never really fall into this trap. But I want you to know the truth this morning is that every person can be trapped in this cycle. I can be trapped in this trap of busyness, and so can you. And we see that when people do get trapped, there's there's some things that we can really look at and we we can point to that shows us that, hey, maybe we are, in fact, living this life in the busyness trap. Something that I want to point out that was just interesting to me this morning is in verse 38. It says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. I want to point something out to you this morning. That there's there's two different words in front of each name here. Right? We have a woman named, and then we have a woman called. And I just want to point out something that I think really happens to us. 
it's really nice to be called, right? It's nice to be called to a church. It's nice to be called to a job. It's nice to be called to an action. But here's the problem. A lot of us are trying to make a name for ourselves. And the more that we make a name for ourselves, the easier it is for us to fall into the trap of busyness. So we have one woman who was called, and then we have one woman who was named. And what that just tells me, and, and I don't want you to think that this is, this is implied from Scripture, this is just from me, something that, that registered with me, is that when we try to make a name for ourselves, when we're trying to do, 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 because we want other people to see us, because we want other people to know us, then it's so easy for us to fall into this trap of busyness. It's one of the fastest ways for us to fall into that trap. It's for us to continuously try to make a name for ourselves. Now, what I don't want you to hear is that we don't want to have a good name. I don't want you to hear that. I think that it's, it's, really, it's really good for us to want people to, to know that we are following Jesus, that we are raising our kids to follow Jesus, that we're honest people. I think it's good that we do that. Here's the problem. When we begin to focus on making a name for ourselves, then we forget the reason that we're even doing it to start with, and it should be Jesus. So as you sit here this morning, are you doing all this stuff in life are you so busy because you're trying to make a name for yourself or make a name for your kids or you're trying to just make a name in the community or whatever it may be? Is that why you're doing so much stuff? If it is, then I'm afraid that you are on the fast track to this trap of busyness. So those who are called in the trap of busyness, I'm going to point out two things. Number one is this. They become easily distracted. And we see... It says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Now, I think this is a, a good picture for us because a lot of people equate their spiritual uh, service or how much they can do for the church or how much they do in general, the good that they do, they equate that with their spiritual maturity and there's nothing farther from the truth. Just because you do more doesn't mean that you're closer to Jesus. And I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want you to think, hey, well, I don't have to serve at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that a lot of people think, hey, if I serve in the kids once a month, and if I go to this outreach event, and if I do this, then that just means that I'm closer to Jesus. And that is not what that means at all. And I want people to serve in the kids and I want people to serve at outreach events and I want people to come to church and I want people to do that. But I want people to do that because they're already close to Jesus, not because they're trying to prove that they're close to Jesus. It's a hard issue. Because when we're following after Jesus and we're focused on Him, then we're going to want to serve, not serve to try to get people to think that we're close to Him. And this is kind of what was happening, in a sense, with Martha. So Jesus shows up, and she begins to, 
to do all these preparations. She begins to serve and serve and serve, and she's doing it by herself because her sister is there, and she's like, hey, Jesus is here, and I don't really want to go in there and serve. I want to sit at the feet of Jesus. She was easily distracted because there was still stuff that she thought had to get done. How many times, if you're having company come over, are you still trying to clean up or get this ready or do this as they're pulling up into your driveway? Does that happen to anybody? That happens at my house constantly. Man, sometimes we're just throwing stuff in a room that we don't even use. We know the company's not going in there. So, man, if you open that door, whew, that's a, that's a hurricane, tornado type room. And don't open the garage, right? I mean, we're, we're doing all this stuff because company's coming and we're getting so bogged down and distracted that when company gets there, we're so tired and we can't even enjoy it because we just had to work so hard to make something look really good for people that probably didn't care if it looked good anyway. And we do that, not just in life, but we do that spiritually. We get so distracted with doing, 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 that we forget about focusing on the Gospel. Focusing on Jesus. Now as you go through this life, and you go through this season, and you're going through these holidays, I want you to think about this, because you've been through this season before in your life. What are the things that you constantly are doing? What's constantly weighing down your brain, your thoughts? What's constantly keeping you overwhelmed that really doesn't matter? There's some stuff that's really good. But still, even if it's really good, it doesn't mean that it has a kingdom value. And kingdom value should always be top priority. And when we begin to allow these distractions of the world and this busyness of life to get in the way of the spiritual matters, then we're doing it wrong. We're following after Jesus, but if we're distracted then we're not following after Him very closely at all. When you're distracted with something, it's keeping you from doing something else, right? And this happens all the time. I grew up playing sports, and that's something that was really important for me, is that, man, I'm so easily just looking around and distracted, I had to make myself focus on whatever I was doing. I really wasn't good at it anyway, so if I wanted to stay on the team, I had to at least focus on what I was doing. I wasn't good enough to be distracted. And it's the same thing in life. When we get distracted, even if it's something good like serving. Right? I, I've told you this before, but you can do ministry, right? And that's not as important as why you do ministry. I can be a pastor and I can do and do and do and do and that will never be as important as the reason why I'm a pastor. And the reason why is because God has, has called me to do that. I'm not trying to make a name for, for Dustin. We're not trying to make a name for Impact Church. We're trying to follow after Jesus in a way 
Where we say, hey, we're called to this community. We're called to this city. We're called to be here. And we want to focus on Jesus and we'll let Him do what He does and we're going to do what we can do. And the moment that we get distracted, we lose sight of the mission. And the mission is to love God so much that we help other people know Him. And to grow in His love and to show His love to the world. The the second thing that we see Those who are caught in the trap of busyness become easily annoyed. We see Scripture says, And she went up to him, to Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. So we see, first of all, that that she was annoyed with Jesus. Said, hey, do you not even care about me? Do you not care that I'm doing all this stuff by myself? If you care, tell my sister to help me. I don't want to do this all by myself. I don't think I need to do this all by myself. She was annoyed with Jesus. And I'm I'm afraid that a lot of us, when we get caught in this trap of busyness, we begin to get annoyed with Jesus. Because we think that we deserve more rest. We think that our life shouldn't be so chaotic. We think that we shouldn't be so overwhelmed with all this stuff of the world, so we begin to get frustrated that we have no peace or rest in our life. And we see that Martha was frustrated. She was annoyed with Jesus. But she was also annoyed with Mary. She was annoyed with Mary, her sister. She says, hey, I want you to tell her to help me. She's not doing anything. She's just sitting there. And then I think that as, as, as a husband and a wife, we can relate to this a little bit, right? These were sisters, but let's relate. Let's bring this into the marriage relationship for a second. This isn't a relationship series. We'll do that soon. But let's just touch on that for a second. Because when life gets so busy and we get in this trap of busyness and we're so overwhelmed, there's always one person who feels like they're doing more work. Amen? There's always... I I like how a lot of y'all didn't say amen. Especially if you're sitting with your spouse. I'm proud of you. But there's always one person that feels like they're doing the most work. So not only do we get frustrated that we have no rest and we're like, God, where is the rest? Where is this this life of of peace? When is it going to settle down? When can I actually live a life that's normal? Not only do we have those thoughts, then we start looking to our left and to our right and saying, hey, I'm doing all this by myself. When is he going to step up and help? When is she going to step up and help? Why do I have to do everything on my own? And we get annoyed with other people. And it happens on a daily basis. Because we're so busy and we think we have to get so much accomplished and we want people to help us. But here's the deal. What you think is important and needs to get done may not be what someone else thinks is important and needs to get done. And I know that's, that's tough, right? And we have to communicate about those things. But also, we have, to, we have to start thinking 
Is this more important than this? And is this valuable to the kingdom? Is this valuable to my relationship to to bring it closer to God? And there's some things that we're going to have to do in this season. We're going to see this throughout the series. There's some things that we're going to have to cut out. And people don't like to hear that because they want to continue in this life because they think that it's important. And I'm not telling you that that everything you're doing is, is unimportant. But if we truly want to find rest, then there's some things that we're going to have to stop doing. There's some things we're going to have to get rid of. There's some mindsets that are going to have to change. So people who are trapped in busyness, they're easily distracted and easily annoyed. But here's how Jesus responds to this. Jesus reminds us of the problem. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. So here's the problem. We are so anxious and we're worried about so many things when only one thing really matters and the one thing is Jesus. When we begin to focus and align everything that we do in life on Jesus, then we don't get trapped in this busyness because we don't worry about those things. Here's how traps work. There's always a bait, right? On a little mouse trap, there's a bait. The the little mouse comes up, he wants what's on the trap, he eats it and boom, he gets smashed, right? That's what happens. This little rodent trap, you put something in here and they, they want it, they get in there and then the door closes on them and they're trapped. So how do we get trapped in this busyness trap? What's the bait? And here's the bait. The bait is worry. Because we worry about this, we worry about this, we worry about this, and the more we worry, the more we think we should do, the more we do, the more busy we become, the more busy we become, the more overwhelmed we get. And then before we know it, we are in the busyness trap. And we're distracted. And we're annoyed with people. And it all starts with worrying and being anxious about many things when only one thing matters. And the one thing is Jesus. So if you think about this season of life and you and you think about how a trap works and here's some some bait. So we're worrying about this and we think we have to do something to fix it, and then we're worrying about this, and we think we we need to do something, and it never ends. The more we worry, the more we do. And we continue, and we keep going, and we keep going. Hey, we don't have enough money for this, and we worry about that, so we do something about it. Our kids don't have this, and we worry about it, so we do something about it. And again, I'm not saying having more money is a bad thing, or your kids having that. Whatever it is, is a bad thing. What I'm saying is we can't be anxious and worry about so many things and lose focus of the one thing that matters. And that one thing is Jesus. So Jesus reminds us of the problem. Hey, you're worried about too much. You're worried about too much. You're anxious about too much. You're doing too much. Stop 
worrying about it. And then Jesus reminds us of the solution. It says, But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So what was this good portion? This good portion was that Mary had chosen Jesus over the busyness of life. That as Martha is serving and preparing, and maybe, maybe it turned out like this. And I don't know if you've ever went to one of these dinners, right, that there's just a bunch of people there, and there's, there's usually just one or two, maybe three people preparing food. But maybe Martha was preparing some food for Jesus, and then she started thinking, well, what if, what if the disciples want something different? So she starts making different food for different people and she starts serving and she's doing this and she's doing this. And man, Mary is just like, hey, Jesus is here and I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus. I'm not going to be bogged down with the busyness of, of serving and preparing when Jesus is in the room. How do we respond when Jesus is in the room? How do we live our life focused on Jesus? Or do we at all? There comes a time in our relationship with Jesus where busyness has to be put away. And I, and I know that some of you are sitting here and you're thinking, well, if we could put it away, we would have already put it away. Like we don't like it. We don't want to be busy. We don't want to be overwhelmed. We want to have rest. So what do we do? What do we do? And that's, that's how I want to close this morning. With two questions. What am I going to do? And the answer to that is this. Trust. We're going to trust Jesus. We're going to trust Him. We're going to trust that all this stuff that we have going on, the things that need to get taken care of, they're going to get taken care of. And we're going to trust in a Savior who loves us. And when we say the word trust, we, I don't just mean some type of superficial type trust. We talked about this in the last series, that it has to go deeper than that. It has to be something intimate. It has to be something personal. It has to be something we commit to. We're going to trust in the promises of God. And His promises are, hey, you know what? I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm always working for you. He's working. We have to trust in that. And how are we going to do that? The second question is, how am I going to do it? And it's the same thing that Mary did. By listening to what Jesus has to say. And how do we do that? Like, I've never heard the voice of God audibly. There's some people, there's some pastors, there's, there's a lot of people in this world who said they've heard God speak to them audibly. That would scare me to death. I've never heard that. So how do I know? How can I listen to what Jesus says? How do I know what Jesus is saying? 
And there's a couple answers to this, but the, the best answer is he, he's already given us everything in His Word. And if what you're doing in life doesn't align with the Word of God, then you're not doing it right. And this isn't, this isn't a message about doing and, and not doing or anything like that. It's a message about following Jesus. And if we want to listen to Him, the way we listen to Him is we, we learn what He says through Scripture. But there's another way that we can listen to what He says. And that's because He speaks to us through the Spirit. And I know that that can be really confusing and, and I don't want you to be confused this morning. So I want to try to explain this really elementary because it's the way that I have to understand it. I'm just an elementary type of guy. I'm not some big scholar or anything like that. But the closer we get to Jesus, and this is, this is how it is for me personally, the closer that I've gotten to Jesus, the easier it is for me to know when the Spirit is telling me to do something. And maybe for some of you, you're thinking, man, I never, I never hear that, or I never feel that, or, or I never really know what the Spirit wants me to do. And I would say this morning that if that's how your life is, then maybe there's some, some steps you need to take to get closer to Jesus. Or maybe there's just a lot of distractions going on in your world and it's just it's keeping you from, from hearing from God. Maybe you're so overwhelmed in this place. And you know what that does to me? It breaks my heart. Because I know that life is already so hard. We live in a world that is, is just falling apart. Some of us go to work and we're so consumed and we're so busy and, and there's sometimes that we just have to be that way. Some of you may have a job where you, you have to be busy at work. Some of you have a lot of kids and you have to be busy sometimes with kids. I'm not trying to, to tell you and the discussion that we're going to have over the next few weeks isn't to say that, hey, your life would never be busy again. The point of this series is that we find rest in Jesus in the busyness of life. There's no way that I could take away the busyness. But I can give you some truth of how we can find rest during those moments. And it's about understanding that there's one thing that's important. And the one thing is Jesus. Everything else should be aligned to that. And I want you guys to have an amazing last three months of this year. And I don't want you to go through these last three months feeling so overwhelmed that you can never hear from Jesus. Because He's got something for your life. 
You have purpose. Maybe some of you, you haven't stepped to the, into that purpose because you're just so busy and you're overwhelmed and you're distracted and you're, you're just annoyed. And Jesus says, hey, here's the problem. The problem is you're worried about too much. Stop worrying about it. And for me, it's just it's, it comes a little easier, I think, for me because I'm just not a, a worry type person. I think growing up, I probably worried a little too much about certain stuff. And God has just changed that for me personally. Like, I just don't worry about stuff. It doesn't mean I don't care about stuff. It doesn't mean that I don't think about stuff. But I don't let it bother me to the point where I'm distracted or I'm annoyed. And it's not because I'm some special person and I, and I just have something supernatural besides a relationship with Jesus. I tell you that because I know that it's possible to live life that way. It's possible to trust God so much that you don't worry about all these little things in life that are building up on you. So this morning, what I want you to do is I just want you to, to think about your life. I want everyone just to, to bow your head and, and close your eyes. We're just going to pray it out this morning together. But there's some of you in this room who are feeling overwhelmed right now. That your life is just super busy. And you, you realize this morning that you, that you really are in that trap. You're in the trap of busyness. And I want you to know that it's not just you. You're not alone. You're not the first person to get trapped in this and you're not going to be the last. But if that's you this morning, if you're just overwhelmed, if you feel trapped in the busyness of life, will you just raise your hand so I can just pray for you? Thank you. Maybe some of you this morning, you're thinking, man, all this sounds good. I am overwhelmed. I am busy. And I really want to trust God and I, I want to hear from Him, but I've never really put my faith in Him. I've never started a relationship with Him. You talk about that, I don't know what it means. What's it mean to have a relationship with Jesus? I want that. And what it means is this, is that you admit that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. And that Jesus has done everything necessary for your salvation. He came to this earth. He lived a perfect life. He became a perfect sacrifice for our sin on the cross. He was buried. He defeated death. He rose again. And then you commit your life to follow after Him. And if you've never done that this morning and it's something that you, you feel like you're being led to do or there's just a lot of questions, if that's you, will you just raise your hand this morning so we can we can have a talk after this and I can pray for you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.